So Blair, how much do you love the top steakhouse in Columbus, Ohio? Oh my Ohio? God, it's one of my favorite places. Why do you love it so much? Just the the vibe, the atmosphere, the nostalgia, the bar. The uh, martinis that are the size of your head. The martinis that like a bird bath. Will, they'll melt your face off. Yeah. I had that happen once. So I had never been to the top. And you took me there, and this was the bartender that we met on my first visit to the top. The ghost of bartender pass. Let's get into it. Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. So welcome to the show, Hans Maggard. Where are you now? Uh, Right now, I work for an app. It's called Flavor. Uh, We are a restaurant-facing social media app. You're an app. So what do you do for the app? Uh, My official title is Vice President of Strategy. Uh, I help uh, the app sort of align itself with restaurants and bars uh, in the community. Um, I try my best to to be an advocate for restaurants and get their stories out there and onto the app. Uh, What do you mean? Sure. Uh, Our app sort of functions as a curation. Uh, So what we try to do is just take our favorite bars and restaurants and help people experience them the way the bars and restaurants want them to. So, for example, like, what's your favorite restaurant? Or just one of your favorite restaurants. Mm, that's hard. So I'm just going to say Sidebar. Sidebar. Uh, what's something that you would never go to Sidebar and not get? Well, the cocktail to start, but also the... Uh, uh, cilantro hummus. The cilantro, cilantro hummus. hummus. Empanadas. So, Empanadas. So what we try and do is we try and be that local guide to people. We try and say, like, you need to go to Sidebar. Sidebar, pardon me. And moreover, when you're at Sidebar, you got to have the cilantro hummus and you got to have oh, the empanadas. Okay. You got to have the cocktails. And we short, we sort of... Uh, so it's like a concierge service in a way. absolutely what it is. Okay. And the app's name is Flavor. Uh, F-L-A-V-V-R. It's an app. It's spelled weird. It's tradition. <laughs> of course. I didn't make the rules. <laughs> no, but you got to follow them. Mm-hmm. So, how did you get involved in this, or did you create it? Um, so much like I met you, fine folks. Uh, the uh, the gentleman who runs this used to be one of my old bar regulars. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, when he was looking to uh, looking for some help with the app, he reached out to me for some consulting work. I uh, got to know him and just absolutely loved the way he did things, and so. I worked for him for about six weeks on a consulting basis and then came on board full-time about a month ago. Wow. So how much content do you have currently? Do you know? Uh, We're working on it. So we have about 70 restaurant partners, uh, more and more every day. Uh, And then actually speaking of content, one of my main missions right now is I shoot uh, video content for the bars. I don't shoot video content. I don't have that skill set. But what I do is sometimes I wax poetic in front of a camera and I talk to bar and restaurant owners about what they do and showcase things that people might want to see. I love that. Is this limited to the Columbus, Ohio area or are you going to branch uh, yeah, out? Yeah, Columbus is currently the only market we're in. 
Okay. Uh, but who knows what the future holds. So are there different categories within this app? Like if Absolutely. you want... Yeah, we have distilleries. We have bars. Uh, we have some awesome pizza places. We just put Harvest Pizzeria on the platform. Uh, Taft's uh, Pizza down in Franklinton. So I shot a really fun video with Taft's okay. just a couple weeks ago with our good friend David Veach. Awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fun. That's pretty amazing. So we can uh, we can download this app. Absolutely. And we can learn about the best places in Columbus. And not only that, what to eat when we get there. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we do our best to sort of uh, guide people toward uh, curated promotions. You know, every day the app gets better. That's just our mission. I like that. Awesome. Because I think that like that's kind of what we do with our cocktail tour is yeah. people mm-hmm. don't know what to drink. So will you give... Um, recommendations on cocktails to get while you're absolutely i mean wouldn't every bar be better if y'all were sitting next to the person enjoying a cocktail yeah well and that's sort of the mission we're out there to accomplish well that's pretty amazing so what's your favorite cocktail in the world in the world uh depends like on the top five or three let's say summertime like this season what are you drinking right now uh summertime i definitely tend to go lighter in alcohol um summertime it's probably like wine or cider but if i'm drinking cocktails probably like clear spirits um i'll never say no to anything bubbly um i i love 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 a mojito especially one with like a lot of funk like agricole um but it's one of those things i've been hurt so many times i don't trust a lot of people to make one. <laughs> uh but if i can find a good one of those i'll, I'll always drink it well how would you make it uh um so if I was making a mojito, what I would do is I would cut my lime into quarters. I would put four of those quarters in the bottom of the glass. I would muddle that. I would throw my mint on top of that, but I wouldn't muddle that. Um, I would put my rum. It would probably be something esoteric. It would probably be a blend of like something agricole and like something a little bit more with character but not funky. So I'd probably blend like plantation and Paranubis, big Paranubis fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will hawk and rum. Uh, it's also like 105 proof. Uh, if you haven't had it, that stuff's awesome. Makes a great mojito. We have had it. Um, one of my favorite things on the planet. Um, and then sugar, uh, extra lime juice, because I don't only want so much lime oil. And then okay. I'm shaking, straining over uh, fresh ice, but I'm topping with soda while I'm in my shaker so I can disperse the carbonation evenly. S- so why wouldn't you meddle the mint? I feel uh, like everybody meddles mint. Mint's just one of those things. It's pretty... Uh, you don't have to bruise it, right? Just no. Just gotta spank it. it. Oh <laughs> uh, mint's one of those things that's pretty delicate. And with cocktails, uh, I try my best to put my... And not all the time, but I try my best to put myself in the easiest, like, winnable path. And mint's one of those things that if you treat it improperly, like, it oftentimes becomes astringent. And so I, I think you can get a lot of mint flavor just with shake agitation. And so I don't really mess well, with muddle in it. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So we have, we have been at your bars mm-hmm. at the top, as we mentioned. That's where we first remember you. Um, Cosecha, Cucina. Um, Prohibition. 
I've never been in Prohibition. But I you was, have. And I was upstairs with you. You are a mentor in our I'm Not Really a Bartender competition. You mm-hmm. were Doug Winship's uh, mentor. Oh, I love that guy. Um, mm-hmm. But we've never really sat down and talked to you. And it wasn't until now. Well, actually, we did a video with you for our I'm Not Really a Bartender yep. competition. Yep. But I just noticed you have a Southern accent. Where are you from? So uh, this is this is an interesting story. So I'm from Columbus. Uh, my dad's side of the family is from Central Kentucky. Oh, okay. um, it's I, contagious. I spent a good deal of my life uh, with my grandparents. Um, actually, funny story. My girlfriend just started my ancestry family tree today, and she took me back through my family tree, like all the way back to the eighteen like oh ones today. Huh. Um, and I got to see like the counties that that my kin was from. Um, but there's really no reason that I should have this accent. Yeah, there uh, is. But but I just I just happen to. It, it is totally contagious. Mm-hmm. If you have if you have fr- uh, family from the south, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a a twang. That's just how it is. It's totally contagious. I mean, that's why I don't have one. <laughs> well, Blair's just resisting it. He's resisting it. What? I, the water's warm. If I never good. lived there. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I no, but um, I've never noticed that. But yeah, I, I think it. It also sort of it, it compounds the odor I get, mm. which I can't explain either. Because the the farther I I am from being with my grandparents, the more the accent seems to develop. I I don't know if y'all can figure it out. Let me know. Well, it's just laziness too. Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard to enunciate. <laughs> and when you drink yeah. a lot of whiskey or no rum or whatever, to. it's like. Who needs to enunciate? Let's yeah. just talk. I just want to put an apostrophe <laughs> on the end of everything. <laughs> my Henry right. Higgins over here. No thanks. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so as a bartender, you've been a bartender for a long time. Mm-hmm. You obviously are into the creative process of making cocktails. So, mm-hmm. with this new gig with Flavor, are you able to be creative, like? Uh, I still do get to be creative, not so much in uh, in the drinks space anymore. Um, I, most of that's relegated to my home bar. Um, you know, I, I get opportunity. I, I still get to teach. Uh, I teach classes on wine once a week. Um, I teach classes. Where do on you spirits. do that? Uh, at work, actually. Uh, education is kind of a continuing education is a really big part of where I work, and so uh, a lot of the guys I work with are from the tech sector. And so I, I teach a wine class every week. Oh, so just what was to your, your coworkers? Tell me about hmm? your. Oh. Um, what was your wine class this week, or last uh, week? So wine class last week was on different styles of rosé. Huh. So we went uh, through two different like styles of rosé from two different parts of the world, from two different grapes, from two different soils from two different elevations and we talked about the things that made them similar and the things that made them different how do you know this shit <laughs> uh, most of it most of it's all bullshit uh you know I, I i spend about 15 minutes on wikipedia before i take a class and then uh, i just i yammer off as many buzzwords as i can um i totally i got my that. uh yeah. my first and second level sommelier when i was in my early 20s oh wow um, before I went to the top, actually. That's cool. Um, at a bar uh, that no longer exists called Cotter's. Never heard uh, of it. I remember that. Here in town? Yeah, it was attached to the uh, southwest corner of Nationwide Arena. Uh, it's at Tim Hortons now. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that yeah, that was kind of the general consensus. Uh, but I, I sort of got a lot of opportunity. That was kind of my first spot where I had the opportunity to be creative. And uh, my old boss there, like, definitely kind of gave me some opportunities to run with. And that's really where I uh, developed a lot of my a lot of the teeth that I cut into the, the industry later in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that metaphor carries, but, uh, <laughs> well, it's on tape. There's no going <laughs> So, um, we tried to get you on our podcast last week, but you mm. had to cancel because I you did. were double booked because you had to do training for COVID. Tell us about that. I might have to go back to my phone. I did have to do something. But how has COVID <sighs> affected what you're doing right now? Like, is it, is it affecting flavor? Like on, oh, absolutely. on flavor, are you are you listing um, like open now or not? Uh, open? We try we try to keep hours uh, updated as much as possible. I don't know most of the hours on the app pull straight from Google. Okay, and I don't know if anyone here has Googled a restaurant's hours and been disappointed by the results. Yeah, uh, we have been equally frustrated. Um, it's, it's kind of difficult because in this landscape, uh, restaurants are doing just everything they can to survive. Oh, I remember what I was doing. Uh, so I was hosting a round table on bars and restaurants versus the pandemic. That's Mm. right. Um, That's right. That's what I was doing. Um, and so like, like I was saying, it's, it's really difficult for anybody to do it. One, it's difficult for restaurants to do anything, period, before the pandemic. Right. You know, it's as difficult as it's ever been to run a restaurant and profit margins are as thin as they've ever been. And you throw a global pandemic into it and it's just even more difficult. And so it's, for us to come into a spot, it's it's tough to get people on the phone. It's tough to get people to have a meeting, even if all we're trying to do is just, you know, tell people how good their brand is and try to drive traffic to their venue. Um, you know, people are stretched so thin, you know, they're just, yeah. No, no, they're yeah. just, yeah. So Hans, you made us a punch tonight. I sure tried. All right. So we're going to take a break and you're going to pour us a punch and we'll be back in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Now we're back with uh, th- this delicious punch that Hans made us. Well, Cheers. Don't go rushing any judgment. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. Okay, so tell us about it. What is it? So uh, this was, you wouldn't believe it to look at it, was originally supposed to be a milk punch. I, I really like meditating on the idea of of taking some fun and different, different approaches to things. Uh, I really like clarifying juices. And this uh, drink sort of came out of the fact that I really wanted to clarify some peach juice. Um, and the thing about that is, is my centrifuge was cross town and my pectin enzymes were in another part of town. And I was like, I'll just, so what I'll do is I'll just take my peaches and I'll make a milk punch with it. And uh, so I love the idea of tasting fruit juice without like the texture of pectin, that sort of like mm-hmm. thick fruit juice texture. Yeah. Um, wasn't able to accomplish that with this. Um, but so the flavor profile of this punch uh, sort of revolved around the idea of peach juice, uh, Oloroso sherry, and then I infused some rye whiskey with uh, jasmine tea. And so it uh, was really meant to be clean and simple. 
Uh, it's, I mean, it's not bad. I've had worse things. But uh, it's didn't, didn't necessarily end up where I planned. But it's a great segue into the topic of bartenders doing too much when they don't have the time or resources <laughs> to do what they set out to do. Let's hear it. Uh, it's, it's really bad. Um, I think a lot of bartenders uh, tend to be really ambitious because they're super passionate about their craft. And they, they try to be creative. And for whatever reason, like that may not work with the amount of resources their bar has or the amount of money that ownership's willing to put into the program or the time they have. Right. Like you got to live a life. You can't be, you can't be deep in the lab center fusion juice till three in the morning. Like you got to go home and play with your cats or whatever the hell everybody else does. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is a centrifuge anyway? And how do you use it in bartending? Uh, so a centrifuge uh, separates suspended particles in a liquid from the liquid. So like if you had, for example, peach juice, there's pectin and hemicellulose and cellulose in there and like the actual liquid of peach juice. So it just would give you like a really sort of thin, subtle, but concentrated liquid because you remove all those things that are like sort of like you know solids. So it's kind of like a salad spinner for a cocktail. Blair is exactly a salad spinner. Okay. How do you know this shit? Like do you have a degree in chemi- chemical engineering or uh, biochemistry? Uh, oh, well there you go. Okay. Oh. All right, I I I dabble. <laughs> uh, it's been it's been a long time since I dabbled in any sort of hard sciences all the uh all the use that I have for that education has, has found itself in uh, food and beverage, uh, which is fine with me. Um, fine with but us, I, too. I really like taking that sort of approach. Uh, if anybody else out there like me was raised uh, on the television show Good Eats with Alton Brown, mm-hmm. uh, that's where I find a lot of my uh, spiritual inspiration. So mm. what I have to say about this cocktail mm-hmm. is that it is delicious. Mm-hmm. I can taste the peach. I love the mouthfeel. The viscosity is delicious. Yeah. It needs more liquor. <laughs> so funny thing about milk wash is it's it sort of like it strips a lot of those like liquor tannins. So there's there's rye whiskey in here. And a lot of that, like what you would taste is sort of smoothed away. So I guess what I would say is have two and tell me how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to do is um, I actually had a little glass of rye whiskey from Echo Spirits. Oh, you can you can toss it right on it. I'm going to put it right in there. I, I'm not going to be offended. I think that would be delicious. Mm. And uh, Sher- Sherry's in here, which is one of my all-time favorite and that, things in the world. To yeah, drink. that comes through as well. Mm. It's really nice. So since you're no longer behind the stick. Not professionally. What What would you say... So think about your worst customer, like that customer that you could have just gone across the bar and choked him out. Don't name names. No, no, I'm (laughs) I'm screaming that at myself right now. No, I I think he he probably doesn't even know their name. But think about like the, the customer that you would just love to jump across the bar and punch him in the face or choke him. What would you say to them if you could if you could speak your mind in in a moment and you don't have to answer right now we can come back to that mm-hmm. but think about that like what would you say to them like would you be would you be like you motherfucker I'm going to punch you in the face or would you be like sir 
this is what you need to know about my day, how my day is gone. And, or this is, this is how you should treat people. Or what would you say? Like, what would be your, I I don't, I don't default to a lot of, a lot of fire and brimstone. I I tend to run pretty cold. Um, But I I do uh, quite a lot of times wish that, that people would tend to have a little bit more empathy for, for service industry folk. Um, It's a really difficult thing to understand the service industry mindset if you've never worked in it. Um, It's not impossible by any stretch of the imagination, Um, but it's really difficult. I had a buddy who wrote a paper in college about how it should be like a government program that everyone works the fourth meal shift at Taco Bell, (laughs) just so you could like- Like being in the military. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that is exactly it. And- it's really difficult for some folks to grasp that like I had a tough day, like things aren't going great with my kids or my family. Like I just want a fucking Tito's and soda and this guy's taking his sweet time, but he doesn't realize that like there's a million things going on with that guy and you you can't program everybody to think that way and it's impossible. Mm -hmm. And and at some point you just kind of become like, you know, an old bartender shaking his fist at the sky and I try not to do that these days. Um, but I certainly do wish people would, especially these days where like the guy hustling and sweating or the person hustling and sweating behind the bar is in a mask and could be at home right. safe. Right. Yeah. But they're there making you a cocktail. So please have some empathy for that person. And if it's taking them a minute, like there's probably good reason. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I had more of a, uh, a damnation answer. And maybe at the end of this cocktail, it will. <laughs> <laughs> we can circle back if we need yeah. to. So where did you, so are you a, a member of the USBG? Where do you get your knowledge? Uh, I am not currently a member of the USBG, have been in years past. Uh, knowledge really kind of came cumulatively. Um, I started out... It, when I got serious about this business, working for Cameron Mitchell, I opened the uh, Short North Marcellas. Okay. Um, and I barbacked behind that bar. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Um, and really, like, wanted, I was like, I want to do this. Uh, and so every sort of moment when I really should have been focusing on school, uh, I was deep in the lab, like, learning about spirits, learning about cocktails. Um, it was certainly classics, but at that time, like classics were kind of finding their, their reemergence. And it was a lot of like, whatever that TGI Friday era of cocktails was. Yeah. Um, 1980s, 90s vodka mm -hmm. situation. Um, caught a lot of my mentorship from a lot of the bartenders who had video content on the internet early. Um, Robert Hess is a guy out of uh, Seattle who had a thing called the small screen network. Uh, and bartenders like uh, J.B. Boudreaux and uh, Jeffrey Morgenthaler had some really awesome content on there that was kind of mm. integral in shaping, uh, or not shaping, but at least feeding my my sort of hunger for knowledge back then. Uh, so a lot of independent study, I guess, is the uh, the long walk answer to the, the short question that you ask. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So I'd also like to know, you've had good and bad customers you've also worked in 
countless places. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of your favorite and maybe least favorite employers around town. Mm, that's, that's a good, a good question. question. Um, I've had a couple. I've had a couple great good ones. Um, let's see. I really loved uh, the family who owned the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's owned by uh, three couples: uh, Matt and Emily Schettinger, Craig and Joyce Hoover, and Denver and Gene Atkins. Um, they were some of my absolute favorite people to work for. Uh, Gene and Denver, who run that spot, are about as like dedicated hospitality people as it gets. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've seen anybody in a room better than Gene. Um, I don't know if I've seen anybody in a kitchen better than Denver. Um, and they they just they're so good at making you feel like part of the family. Uh, I have I agree with so that. So much fun yeah. working there. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's those sort of jobs that you reflect upon, and you're like, I would go back and do that again. And Even I, as a customer, I know. feel like we were part of the family. They're so wonderful. Yeah, I had nice. uh, some great moments working for Elton Sargent up at Prohibition. Um, Elton really gave me the opportunity to kind of like flex some different muscles that I hadn't had the opportunity to flex. Uh, some really fun like we got to try different marketing campaigns and be really creative in business ways that I mm-hmm. hadn't had a chance to do before. And I really liked that. Um, I really like the the people I'm working for now. Um, my boss, Rob, uh, he's a business school guy from Notre Dame, which really isn't like my field. Um, but it's really fun, mm-hmm. like getting opportunities to be creative in ways that I haven't before. Um, you know, I've had, you know, working from Carrot Mitchell was great, um, especially back then. It was awesome. Um, I had some great moments working for Chris Crater. Um, Chris Crater's director of operations, Matt Torsho, was really great to work for. Um, I'm and that was at uh, Cosecha? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, okay. so I, I ran Cosecha for those folks for a year and a half, something like that. Okay. It was um, a great place. It was yeah. sad that that closed. Absolutely. Um, that place really sort of um, held the flag in terms of like restaurants that were really delivering authentic Mexican food from a, a standpoint of people who cared about the cuisine and cared about telling those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I really dearly miss that kitchen. Yeah. Um, so yeah. when the first time we went to Cosecha, um, we the food was delicious Mm -hmm. but i love tequila i love tequila as much as i love whiskey Mm -hmm. and chris was telling us the story of how he and his wife were in this little village in mexico they were off Mm -hmm. the beaten path and they were doing shots of tequila just tasting tequila as one and um, Mm -hmm. as one would do and the um the barkeep was like okay you americans you do salt and lime with your tequila mm-hmm. that's not what you do like that is not it's all wrong the proper way to do a shot he said you do an orange with cinnamon on it mm-hmm. so chris brought us i forget what it was the tequila and the beautiful ceramic was, that looks yeah. like a lamp that's um, yes yep and he gave us an orange that was sprinkled with cinnamon mm-hmm. and he was like do a shot with that and it was life-changing like mm-hmm. that is how you do a shot 
like all the flavors of the tequila just burst. Well, and that tequila is amazing. It is. That helps. Right. Now, one of the bar stories are rearing its ugly head. So, uh, in the bar industry, um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, occasionally hospitality people will go out and tie one on. And no, <laughs> really? I uh, you know I just learned about this recently. Uh, I was I was just at home doing my own thing while these folks were out uh, out just gallivanting all hours of the night. Um, but anyway, so in this book or magazine I read, there is a hospitality version. So in the in the normal world, someone hands you a tequila shot. You uh, you look the salt, shoot tequila, squeeze wine. Um, it, there's a hospitality uh, offshoot or spinoff called the Stuntman Shot. Anybody know about this? No. No. Right, so Tell us about this. The Stuntman Shot is you, uh, it, it's sort of a, in the hospitality world, you spend so much time commiserating that you sort of search for new ways to, I don't want to say catch the dragon, but like keep things interesting. So you take those same basic uh, ingredients and tenements of the tequila shot, and don't try this at home, uh, but you, uh, <laughs> you snort the salt, you shoot the tequila, and then you squeeze the lime in your eye. Ooh. And a lot of the hospitality <laughs> oh, I know uh, use those shots as betting currency. Oh. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's just like it sounds. I've never tried it. Um, but that is something that hospitality folks are. Listeners, do. please don't try this at home. Yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't do it. Um, but like I said, I read about it in a magazine article. <laughs> Vanity Fair, I'm pretty sure. And had a few friends try it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> tell us about the time that you hit a deer in Crystal Lobby's car. Mm. No, that story's still out there. That's good. I thought I, I thought I had buried that. That's good. All right. Well, I got some talking to do to my, with my PR person. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so, uh, Chris Delavi, who is longtime bartender over at Ammon Miranova. Hi, Chris, if you're listening. Uh, Chris, uh, has spent a lot of time doing great work, uh, with the cocktail apprenticeship program for Tales of the Cocktail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one year I got to go on, uh, the cocktail apprenticeship program retreat, which was in Kentucky. And we toured a couple of bourbon distilleries. Um, you know, had a good old time, sang karaoke, made lifelong friends. Um, but Chris and I had to cut out early because we had to come back to work. And we left uh, Kentucky way late. We left at like 10 at night. And so we were driving and I, I was driving Chris's car um, because she was tired. I was like, don't worry, I'll drive. And so 71 North late at night, trying to get home, uh, dark as you might imagine, uh, there was a deer, a deceased deer, lying in the left-hand lane of 71 North, and I ran over it, middle, went out of the middle of the car. Uh, you know, jumped the car up, scared the shit out of everybody. Uh, Chris wakes up from her slumber, and she says, what the hell was that? And then I go through the very difficult moral conundrum of explaining what happened or lying. And I chose to explain what happened. And I said, Chris... There was a dead deer lying in the middle of the road. I did not see it, but I drove over it. I'm so sorry. Car seems fine. Uh, that last part turned out not to be true. <laughs> so <laughs> as we get down the road, uh, the car starts just billowing white smoke out of the hood, um, which I'm not a car guy, but I don't think that's great. 
<laughs> Doesn't and sound good. So I pull over the vehicle, and it turns out that when I had run over the deer, uh, the deer uh, had knocked the oil pan uh, from the bottom oh, of the car. Oh, shit. And oil uh, was sort of spilling out of the car. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, you need oil to keep <laughs> a car moving. And if you don't, uh, it gets grumpy at you. Mm. And so pulled over. Uh, we both rode in the lap of a very friendly tow truck driver from uh, the very top of Kentucky to our home in central Ohio, who couldn't have been kinder. Uh, at the time, I was very fortunate to have the, uh, the platinum AAA I'm a fuck-up card. Just mm. <laughs> to say you get unlimited towing miles. And, nice. Uh, it, it shuttled us uh, back to Columbus, and we probably got home at like 2 in the morning, just plum exhausted. And in my case really embarrassed <laughs> so this all makes sense because last fall chris and i went to a concert together in cleveland and i knew she was exhausted driving back home but she refused to let me drive <laughs> that is, yep, I, that's the trauma this explains why she refused to let <laughs> me drive the trauma. sorry chris <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hans. So, what's next for you? What What's the future gonna bring for you? Um, I mean, I'm really happy where I am. Um, I'm happy to see this business through this pandemic. I'm really happy for that to be over. Um, I'm really we're all looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really happy to see what the restaurant industry looks like on the other side. Uh, it's populated by like the most the people with the most perseverance and fortitude and creativity that I know and every bar and restaurant owner that I know is has sort of offered up a creative pit that to, to keep their businesses and the people they employ solvent. Mm -hmm. And everybody gets like, I, I chose a really like crazy time to not be in it. Um, but you know, everyone out there has, has my heart and, so I'm going to try to continue advocating for everybody out there as best as I can. Um, and in the future, when the world's a little bit more uh, friendly to navigate, um, I'm happy to take on whatever challenges it has. I, I've always been one of those people. Like I, I don't really like doing one thing for very long. Um, so this job really offers me the opportunity to to do really fun things. You know, I hosted that roundtable with some great people the other day. Uh, I get the opportunity to shoot video content. Uh, they've really sort of just given me a, a, a flag to run with, and I, I couldn't be happier for that platform. Amazing. That's cool. So tell us again the name of the app. Uh, Flavor, F-L-A-V-V-R. Awesome. I'm going to get that, doing it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll get Downloading you, I'll get you it. some promo codes. Let's cool. Three months, free that. trial for anyone who downloads, by the way. Try it out. Three months. See if you like it. Tell your friends about it. Definitely. Awesome. It sounds like a wonderful thing. <laughs> it is. It's great. Um, Hans, thank you so much for being with us tonight. We are so really glad you were finally it. on yes. our show with us. My God's We've wanted you for so long. Sorry. So time. glad you fit us in. <laughs> thank you so much. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Seabus Craft Cocktail Tour. Visit our website at ColumbusCraftCocktailTour.com for cocktail tour dates, women in whiskey tastings, special events, merchandise, 
And if you're looking for a gift for that special person in your life, get them a gift card to our cocktail tour. Thank you to our producer, Greg Hansberry, and to the biographer for our original music. And please remember to drink responsibly and be cocktail curious. Cheers. Cheers.